You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Monday. Reaction to NFL week number five. We'll get to week six coming up. We have a segment planned, of course, on Monday Night Football tonight between the Chiefs and the Raiders. BetQL court coming your way in about 20 minutes. But right now, we got to talk about some big picture stuff from yesterday around the league. Joe, that call on Tom Brady, the roughing the pass there, about three minutes to go in that game. Bucks mm-hmm. clinging to, what, a six-point lead at that point was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I mean, if that is roughing the passer, you can't call this football anymore. It's flag football. I mean, that's just a tackle. It wasn't low. I mean, I kept looking. I was like, all right, wait. Did he go low? Is it below the knees or halfway through his knees? It was around his waist. He tackled him, wrapped him up, and threw him to the ground like a tackle you see every single weekend watching football. It was a ridiculous call in that game. And I'm Jerome Boger's trying to explain it afterwards. I mean, what are we doing? It's a bad call. It's a terrible call. There's no explanation. It was simply a tackle. There was no throwing. It was a tackle. That's how you tackle in the NFL. Like if we want to do flags, we'll do flags. But that we're playing tackle football still, and that's what that was. That wasn't unnecessary throwing to the ground. He's got to bring him to the ground. He did not throw him either. He brought him to the ground with him. It was a sack. That's what you do on a sack. There's no way that that happened. Is, is that called if it's anybody but 12? That 12, not Rodgers, but Brady? No. No. I, like that, that's, I don't think so either. It's a, Arthur Smith's reaction to that when, in the moment there was incredible because he's just like, he's stunned. Like, what are we doing here? If, you, if they're calling that, yeah. like, there's no reason for the Falcons to, to even take the field if, if those are the kind of calls Brady's going to get. And Joe, the Bucks are – they are lucky because I think they lose that game or they, there's a real chance they really? lose that game. I mean, there's the Falcons get the ball back with three minutes to go, right? They have a chance to go down and win the game right there. That I'm not impressed at all with Tampa Bay at all. Are you impressed with Atlanta? Well, I mean, I, I don't look at yesterday and say, all right, Hey, I, I'm happy. We talked about him all week on the show. We liked them plus 10. We took them in the contest plus eight and a half, and they covered. So I was happy about that. And the example we kept bringing up is, hey, the Bucs can win, but they don't have to cover. And that's how it played out, exactly like that Falcons-Rams game from a few weeks ago. But when you look at it, they're outgained 420 to 261, right? Mm. Um, the the Bucs were in the red zone five times. And luckily for Atlanta, they only got touchdowns on two right. of them. Uh I don't look at it and say, oh, boy, Atlanta's defense only gave up 21 points to the Bucs. I'd say the Bucs' offense stalled, which was part of the handicap. Um, just the mere fact that they covered the spread without Pitts, without Corderell Patterson, is impressive. They're the only 5-0 ATS team in the National Football League. That's impressive. But I can't look at yesterday's standalone game and say – that, oh, man, I, I can't believe what they were able to do. Now they were facing a great defense. Clearly, 
top three defense in the league. They're they're better than top five. They're it's like they're one or two, right? I think everybody would agree with that. One, two, yeah. or three. They're up there. Um it did all right. I mean, they fought again. This team's playing for Arthur Smith. They're they're fighting for them for him. So I find that impressive with a bunch of backups on offense too. So so but the other part is mm, Tampa Bay. Nah. Hey, Rams, Bucks, Packers. Was that viewed as the top three in the NFC coming into the season? It was. None of them look good. It's I mean it's why the Eagles have become the favorite in the NFC. They keep winning. But it's also because like you, we don't even know each week who the second best team is. If maybe it's Minnesota, they beat they beat them up when they played them a couple weeks ago. It's changed the way we look at the NFC. Joe, I think it's the Niners. You know, I think the Niners are the second best team in the NFC mm-hmm. behind the Eagles. Yep. And I can't wait to see how the line moves and what that we we'll get to week six and, and our first thoughts on it. But 49ers at Falcons this week. 49ers traveling east for a second straight week, or maybe they'll stay there. I'm not sure what Shanahan's plan is yet. But the 49ers got banged up in that game yesterday. They lost Bosa. They lost some players in that game. That If the Falcons can play with the Niners next week or upset them, I mean, I still feel good about our Falcons. Still feel good about it. Shanahan usually stays. He usually stays out east in yeah. those sorts of trips. So I assume, and, and he's had success doing it, I assume that's going to be the same situation. You know, Niners, they're very close to 5-0. and Two losses. Week one. The monsoon we always reference that you have to throw out. And the other loss was Denver. And they couldn't do anything offensively. Jimmy G was straight up terrible. And it was just a weird game early in the season at Denver, which which you're going to see a lot. So, I mean, they they could easily be 4-1 or 5-0. Oh. They could. And they go to Atlanta next week. Yeah. After that, they host the Chiefs a week afterwards. So we're going we're gonna to see a lot of the, the 49ers next couple of weeks. And, in some bigger mm-hmm. spots. All right, so we had the Brady thing yesterday. We agree it was a ridiculous call, just terrible there. But the other one might have been a bigger, big picture thing. What happened with Teddy Bridgewater yesterday? Have we now gone too far the other way? I mean, the reaction was so bad against the NFL, and, and rightfully so. We, we crushed them here on this show for how they handled Tua. But I kept waiting for CBS to show me Teddy Bridgewater stumbling for Teddy Bridgewater, like like we saw with Tua, right? That replay of Tua mm-hmm. against the Bills, we've seen it a million times. He got up, he stumbled. All right, they should have got him off the field. They made a mistake. Where was that yesterday? Like, if a player passes a concussion test and we don't see them stumbling, looking out of sorts, I mean, we're, you realize how many players are going to have to come off the field each week? How many players' heads hit the ground every week hard? I mean, it happens every other play in the NFL. Like, if they feel fine and they pass a test, they're out of the game now? Have we gone too far the other way after the rule they passed on Saturday? They, they, you know, they changed their concussion protocol a little bit. It's not just yesterday. This is two weeks now. Don't forget, a week ago, anybody had any sort of an ailment, out, get them out, stay out, you're out, you're done for the game. And so now we have this yesterday with the same team, with this controversy, when it came across that Bridgewater has a head injury, I said right then and there, I said, oh, he's out for the game. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he passes a concussion test. He's out for the game because it's the Dolphins and because of all, all the uh, the outrage that was there with Tua. And what happened? Did not return. Oh, he passed a concussion test. He did not return. He was good to go. Did not return. Have we come too far? I don't know. I wonder if this is going to be the situation, say, in week 15, 
I think it's all too fresh right now. And because it was the Dolphins, right. what was everybody thinking about? Head injury, possible concussion. Oh, well, the, the Dolphins will clear him. They probably have Dr. Chow there on the sideline. He's going to clear him. Like, that's that's exactly – everybody was making that same joke. So what are we sitting here saying if Bridgewater – I know he passed the test, but what's the re, what are people going to say? They'll be like, well, yeah, you passed the Dolphins test. Yeah, the Dolphins doctors. You know, so there. I think that's a no-win situation. I'm not going to criticize the Dolphins. I'm not going to criticize the NFL for that one because if he goes back in the game, everybody's going to be taking shots. So I, I understand completely. And something named Skylar Thompson was on my television. So I mean, when Skylar Thompson's out there, you know the the Jets are getting a gift there. I mean, goodness gracious, they got Kenny Pickett coming in for Trubisky in his first game. And he's throwing picks left and right. And then they get Skylar Thompson. Yep. I mean, good for the Jets winning some games, but they got some luck yeah. here that they got to play. Forget two Frauds. of them. Skylar Thompson. Frauds. You know, they did score 40 points in that game. They so did. you have to point to that. And that's fair. No, but things have really gone their way. And that, that line against, they got the Packers coming up this week. They're significant underdogs. Is it still too high? I don't know. I. Uh, that's that's gonna be a tough one to call because I hate both teams right now. Yeah, there'll uh, be a lot of eyeballs on that. Yeah, after after know. this past week, the Jets winning, Packers losing. But I just I just wonder moving forward if this happens and we lose quarterbacks in games, does the NFL say, uh oh? Because like, all right, the left guard goes out, nobody cares. Most of the time, nobody notices. When you get Skylar yeah. Thompson on your TV for two and a half hours, it changes the product. I mean, it's just like it's terrible. I seriously forgot who he was. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was at Kansas State. I saw a few of his games <laughs> yes. there. Like, yeah, it was brutal. Um, Chargers-Browns kind of went under the radar. Higher scoring game, 30-28. Yeah. to 28. Staley with a, a controversial call. We were wondering if we lost Staley early in the season. Now it looks like he's back to his ways. Fourth and one, little over a minute left from his own 46. He decides to go for it. Uh, as expected, if you play props, if you play DFS in this, it was like nobody in this game could stop the run. It was just, okay, we know the Browns are going to stick with the run, and they did, and good job, Chubb, 134, two touchdowns. No surprise there. But but would Staley go to the run? Because the Browns can't stop it. They did. He went to the run enough. Could have gone more. Wow, Eckler. He averaged 11 yards a carry, 173 rushing yards yesterday. And in a bit of a coin flip game there, the point spreads one and a half. The Chargers cover the one and a half by winning by two. My God, these guys are so good at these numbers. Unbelievable. That Seahawks Saints game. Like every time there was a scoring change, I'm like, oh, oh, it's right around the five. It closed five yep. and a half. It's right around the five again. Man, these numbers. This is why we say the NFL sides are, is the toughest market to beat in sports betting. The other thing from that game, Joe, I, I, we had the discussion two weeks ago, three weeks ago with the Browns. And their number because Watson is coming back late November, early December. I think they've, I think they blew their chance. I think they blew their chance these past two weeks at Atlanta, yeah. close game they lose at home against a Chargers team that still hasn't found itself fully. I mean, they haven't. I mean, maybe the, I still think the Chargers are going to end up in the mix at the end. I, I, I said it three weeks. So I haven't given up on the Chargers. Just, just I like the quarterback too much. There's too much there. But to lose both those games and now look at their schedule. They lost the easy part of their mm -hmm. schedule. And they're just barely, you know, hanging around 500. Oh. 
They have the Patriots at home this week. They could lose that game. New England go. New England could go beat them this week in Cleveland. Then they go to Baltimore. They host Cincinnati. They go to Miami. They go to the Bills. They play the Bucks. I think these last two. I think we'll look back at them the season when they miss the playoffs and say those two games, Atlanta, and then at home against the Chargers. That's when they blew their chance to be relevant, really relevant when Watson comes back. Those three road games you just mentioned in that six-game stretch, Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo. Baltimore, cool. Miami, Buffalo. And those home ones aren't easy. Mm-mm. They they could easily go one and five. They could be three and eight, and here's Watson at Houston. Yep. Right? And it's over. They're dead. They're dead. And they're dead. Man. Yeah, I thought it was we were getting there. There were, yeah, but three close losses. They've had four one score games and they're one and three in them. So we're probably going to say go in the offseason. Okay, next year is going to be the Browns' year. Watson, you know, gets gets into the offense a little bit, gets a little bit of experience, right. has a full offseason. The noise, you know, simmers down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking at the Browns next year, but uh, this doesn't look like it's going to be it. Now, what if they surprise? What if they go 3-3 three and three over this stretch? They go through this rough patch, and then they come out of it. Watson returns against Houston, and so that means they're 5-6. and six. Do you have a chance of making the postseason if you're 5-6 and six with a handful, with six more games left with Watson? Probably, yeah. Especially because I'm not, not sure this division is going to be 11. It might be 10. It might be a 10 and 7 winner with the mm-hmm. Ravens at the top. Um, uh, the other thing uh, you mentioned, experience. Somewhere I say it every. I think I say it every week. Somewhere Pete Carroll is smiling. I know they lost yesterday, but Geno Smith again. This is this is five weeks now of Geno playing his best of his career. I mean, his best is West Virginia. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson looks like garbage in in Denver. Denver, and you have the Seahawks. <laughs> I can't wait for the. I can't wait for the Seahawks Cardinals game on Sunday. That game is going to be bananas in every single way. I like Seattle coming up on Sunday. Seattle looks like they are legit like, on offense. At least they're legit right now. That wasn't the Lions defense. That was the Saints defense at home. The Saints defense at home. I know they're coming off London, and they're, maybe they're not elite like they were, but they're still damn good. I, yeah. And Gino on the road, 8.1 yards per play. The problem was they couldn't convert on third down. They were one for nine on third down. Rashad Penny went out. I don't know how much that's going to mean in the end. You still got Walker there. I, I think they'll be just fine. But Gino, it, it might be my favorite story in the NFL this year. And this is a team that's not going to be in the playoffs probably. They're not going to be in the mix there, the two and three. Maybe they're showing that they can rebound. They just can't stop anybody. That's the problem. You've got Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill light you up for 39 points. I mean, Taysom Hill ran in three touchdowns through for another. It was not about Andy Dalton at all. Yeah. Are they better with a, with a – I know it was a super easy matchup, the easiest that you could find the Lions or the Seahawks are week after week. Are you in a better spot with a mix of Dalton and Taysom Hill than Jameis for a full game. I think you are. It gives you, I think it makes it more unpredictable for the defense. Yeah. I mean, you're not, it's not that much different when it's Dalton and his, you know, the throwing snaps and then Taysom Hill. I mean, we've seen this for years in those small samples. He's electric. When they try to make him a starting Mm -hmm. quarterback, it was, it didn't work. I mean, come on, that that you can't do that. But he, I mean, he could be impactful in those spots. There's a lot there. 
That was a fun game. I can't wait for the Cardinals and the Seahawks. We've got a lot more coming on week six. We'll talk to Brad Spielberger, Spielberger, Pro Football Focus next hour. Monday night breakdown. We'll get to baseball. But on the other side, got a BetQL court. Who are we putting on blast for yesterday across the NFL? That's next. Joe O, Joe G. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.